Friday and welcome to the Colby Daniels Podcast presented by Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. Check out their line of natural medicine products including Kratom, CBD, and the new Delta 8 capsules. If you're unfamiliar with these products or how they can benefit your life on a daily basis, uh, educate yourself. Uh, Go to their website, uh, take a look at these things, give them a call, 405-458-9699. They're more than happy to help educate you on all of these products and how they can benefit you daily. That's what they're all about is helping people live a better life. So Again, check it out. And the cool thing right now is we're able to save you 15% off your online order when you use the discount code Colby Show, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W. So again, check out the website, abotanicalcompany.com. Use the discount code Colby Show to save 15% off your online order. So I'm really excited, once again, that we're able to save you guys some money uh, as, as I think everybody could use it at this point. So uh, very cool from Artisan Botanicals, abotanicalcompany.com. Happy Friday, everyone. Ready for another big sports weekend. Obviously, the NFL playoffs going on. Uh, A little bit bummed that the uh, Bedlam basketball matchup got postponed a little earlier today. So that one's kind of disappointing as far as the weekend's sports schedule. But uh, look, we have have playoff football on Saturday and Sunday, which is uh, always spectacular. And, um, you know, for, for... the UFC fans out there, the MMA fans out there, uh, obviously massive UFC card on ABC Saturday afternoon, uh, which I'm really excited about as well. So massive main event with uh, most likely championship implications involved in that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, still a a really good sports weekend despite the Bedlam basketball postponement. Uh, And look, when you talk about these these four NFL games, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, I I do like all four matchups, and I think there's something intriguing to watch with all four of these matchups. Uh, we're also going to go over a couple questions that were submitted via social media. Uh, so if if uh, that's something that you want to participate in, by all means, tweet me at Colby underscore Daniels. Uh, you can send me a message on in- Instagram as well, Colby.Daniels. Follow me on each of those uh, and reach out. Uh, you know, if you just want to comment on something that I've talked about, I'm more than happy to to hear your side of, of the argument or conversation. If you want to ask a question and you'd like to hear me talk about something on the show, don't hesitate to reach out. And the other thing that we're going to do coming up very soon is uh, we're going to have a few listeners come on and have some live interaction because that's the one thing I miss about the the radio days is just the listener interaction. It's so much fun and it's so uh, much fun to have, I think, different opinions and uh, just, just something a little bit new. So if you would like to come on and maybe have a conversation about a specific topic, then, you know, again, hit me up at Colby underscore Daniels Twitter, Colby.Daniels on Instagram. Maybe we can figure out a time to to sit down and, and uh, you know, record like a five-minute conversation about a specific topic that you're interested in. But I, I would love that. So don't hesitate to reach out if that's something that you would be interested in. And then I also wanted to let you guys know once again, the video feed uh, from the stream is going to YouTube now. So uh, I've been doing that for a while, maybe a month or so, as as basically a way to just archive the videos for myself. But uh, if, if you don't catch the live stream during the day and you're, you, for whatever reason, aren't listening to the, uh, the podcast, whether it's on Apple or Spotify or wherever, you can watch the video, the daily video on YouTube. So just search Colby Daniels on YouTube. Um, when you search Colby Daniels, my podcast logo will pop up and then all the videos are there. So uh, really easy if you want to go back and, and watch uh, one of the podcasts from, from before or if you miss the daily stream or miss part of the daily stream, you can go catch the whole thing on YouTube after the stream is over. So 
as soon as the stream ends every day, I start the upload of the video to, uh, to YouTube. So just look for that uh, every day as well. All right, so the first question that was submitted to me by Kyle uh, talks about transfers and, and just asks what my thoughts are on transferring in college football and if it's a big problem for the sport. Uh, and this was stemmed from ESPN posting this photo um, a few years ago of Tua, Mac Jones, and Jalen Hurts all standing side by side and celebrating the national championship win. And I think the the caption said something along the lines of Mac Jones was the third team quarterback on a national championship team, and he didn't run and didn't uh, didn't go somewhere else. He waited his turn and he continued to compete, and then he got the starting job, and now he's a national championship quarterback. And it basically was like, don't give up on your dreams, which is a great message. I, I completely agree. Um, if, if you're, if you have your mind set on something, if you have set a goal, uh, I'm, I'm all for you doing everything in your power to make that dream come true and to accomplish that goal. But I think in, in the world of college football, so often I see guys transfer and there's this, uh, this idea that they're soft or, uh, that, you know, it's, it's become a big problem. And I'm not, that's not to say that, that there aren't issues with the way that college football handles transfers or guys, you know, maybe giving up too soon. But let's like look at this for a second because, you know, sometimes it's about opportunity. And if you don't have the opportunity where you are, you have such a short window to try and play this game. You have such a short window to get your reps and your opportunity to make a statement to the guys that are selecting you at the next level. Um, I just I think maybe sometimes people are a little too judgmental on guys um, when they transfer. We don't know their situations, and and there are so many angles to a, a player deciding to ultimately transfer. But I mean, even in that photo, the Alabama photo uh, that I just referenced, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a guy that transferred. Uh, so you know, it's it's this photo of Mac Jones and giving him credit for sticking it out and. Um, you know, fighting for what his dream was, fighting to make his dream come true. Well, you know, that kind of happened for Jalen Hurts as well, and it happened because he transferred. Jalen Hurts wanted to be an NFL quarterback, and guess what? If he had stayed at Alabama, he backs up Tua a year ago, and I don't know that he's an NFL pick. Maybe he, maybe he is. Maybe he's a later pick in the NFL draft, and maybe he still gets his opportunity at the next level. But he goes to Oklahoma because he wasn't going to be the starter at Alabama, he learns under Lincoln Riley. I don't think anybody would dispute Lincoln Riley right now is the best offensive mind in college football. And what what happens to Jalen Hurts? He becomes a second-round pick in the NFL draft, and he started NFL games in 2020 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, I don't know that that happens if he stays at Alabama. So it goes both ways. Sometimes you stick it out, and you stay where you are, and you wait your turn, and you, you end up with that opportunity, and you make the most of it. Sometimes... I think, you know, you can see that there's a ticking clock and the writing's on the wall that the the percentage chance that you get that opportunity may be slim. And in Jalen Hurts' case, obviously he saw he had one year left. So he, he you know, he took the opportunity where he was going to be able to play. He took the opportunity where he was going to be taught how to play the position at a really high level, and it benefited him. Again, I, I, I 100% believe that he's not in the same position if he had stayed at Alabama his final year. You know, in Oklahoma, the Sooners have benefited from transfers twice. You know, when we look at Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, 
did everybody just criticize those guys for not waiting and being patient in their situations? You know, obviously Baker Mayfield had a scholarship situation with Texas Tech, and that was the reason he left. But I think, you know, similar to that, I think there are situations with most transfers that maybe you're just not aware of. Maybe there are things behind the scenes that that aren't made public that also contribute to a guy's decision to go somewhere else other than just, you know, like the Baker Mayfield thing where obviously he wasn't getting a scholarship and he wanted to go somewhere else and, and have his opportunity. Uh, but there are just, you know, Joe Burrow was at Ohio State and he was buried on the depth chart. We're not criticizing Joe Burrow for going to LSU because it was the right decision for him. It gave him the opportunity to become the player that he became. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. We've had three Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks in the last four years that were transfers. So this idea that you know guys are soft for leaving their position uh, on a football team, I, I think, is completely ridiculous and absurd. And there are you know, especially at the quarterback position, because it's it, it's essentially a one guy position unless somebody gets hurt. You know, there are. I mean, how many offensive linemen play over the course of a football game? How many defensive linemen play in the over the course of a football game? Same thing with you know position players. Oh, you might have eight or nine receivers play in a single game. Unless it's a blowout or the starter gets hurt, most likely you only have one quarterback playing. So I think, first of all, the quarterback position is unlike any other in the sport. But, you know, even if you're a cornerback that's buried on a depth chart, like, are we going to criticize a guy for not getting his opportunity and going somewhere else when, you know, again, like Joe Burrow did the same thing and went somewhere where he would get an opportunity? And look, even in Joe Burrow's first year, you know, to say that Ohio State was just wrong for not playing him, we don't know that. I mean, it, it it didn't appear as though Joe Burrow in his first year at LSU was nearly as good as his second year. So for some guys, it's a situation where playing time, I think, elevates how good they are and elevates their talent level. And if Joe Burrow is just handed the baton at Ohio State, I don't know that he becomes the same guy that he became at LSU. He went to LSU because they needed a quarterback. He was obviously the best option, even in the first year that he started. And look, he was a guy that you could see the ability from in that first year, but nobody thought he was a future Heisman Trophy winner. And after a year of experience, he he obviously just took the next step and it paid it paid off in a big way for Joe Burrow. So, you know, it's, it's crazy to me that we hold these 18 and 19-year-old kids to this crazy standard where they have to make a decision based on what is best for them over the next four to five years and look, I'm, I'm in my late 30s, and I'd be lying if I said that every decision I make is the right decision, much less making a decision about what the next four to five years of my life are going to look like. So, um, you know, these guys pick a university because they think it's the best option for them, but very quickly potentially realize that it's not the best option. And here's the other thing. Coaching staffs change. Styles change. If you go to Oklahoma State with the idea that you're going to be playing you know, a lot of, of uh, run game and they become a passing offense after a coaching change. Like, why would you stick around? Obviously, if that's not what you do, you want to go somewhere that's going to be able to take advantage of your talents uh, to get you to the next level. So it's great. Again, it's, it's just crazy to me that we hold these guys to this absurd standard that we wouldn't hold anybody else to. And we certainly don't hold college football coaches accountable for living out their contracts, right? I mean, how many coaches that actually get paid millions of dollars, sign a contract and decide, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to take a better gig when it's offered. 
Same thing with football players, although they're not even getting paid. And here's the other thing that I think a lot of people forget when we talk about this transfer situation. Universities have the option to end your scholarship. When they give you a scholarship coming out of high school, that's not a guarantee that you are going to be there for four years. It's it's something that they can pull whenever they decide to pull. So, you know, for a guy that may not be playing and he decides, you know what, this isn't working out for me, I'm going to go to Utah State and get my opportunity. It doesn't mean he wanted out of his position. It could mean that the coaching staff potentially said, hey, we think it would be best if you if you left. Uh, you know, there, there's so much that happens behind the scenes as far as transfers go that I think just putting everybody under the same umbrella of you got to be patient and you're you're soft if you leave and you just got to keep fighting. I, I just think that's completely ridiculous. And, and that's not to say there aren't guys that, you know, aren't tough enough to, to get through their circumstance. But again, I just, I, I think you're talking about young kids that are looking for their best opportunity that have a very small window of time to make a statement for their potential future employer. And if you don't get that opportunity, then your employer's not, your future employer doesn't see you. So it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a business for these guys as well, although they're not getting paid. And I think sometimes as fans, you know, we, we, you're a fan of Oklahoma, you're a fan of Oklahoma State, you're a fan of Alabama or Ohio State or whoever your team is. And I, I think sometimes, you know, we look at it from that perspective and that perspective alone. You know, if you, if you start looking at these things from the aspect of like, if that was my best friend or if that was my son or if that was my cousin, what would my, what would my advice be to them? You know, because, you know, for example, Chandler Morris uh, transfers from Oklahoma a, a couple weeks ago and, and there was criticism, or at least I had a, a few people reach out to me and, and criticize him for making that jump. And it's like, he's behind Spencer Rattler. He's obviously not going to be the starter at Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler just had an incredible season, and he's he's only going into year number two. He's obviously the guy. There's there's no disputing that. Not to mention you bring in a guy right behind him that most likely has that same sort of skill set as far as being an NFL type of quarterback. If he wants that opportunity to go play, again, you only have this short window of time where you can take advantage of that. So... I just don't know why you would fault a kid for saying, hey, I don't want to sit here for multiple years and, you know, maybe I never get to see the field or or go somewhere where you at least have the opportunity to compete. Like, it's an, it's not a no-brainer that he becomes the starter in Fort Worth or at, uh, at SMU, but, you know, there's a good chance and at least he's going to have that opportunity to compete. He's not competing for the starting job at Oklahoma. We know who the starting quarterback is. It's Spencer Rattler. So um, just kind of remember that, I think, when we talk about transfers, because so often I get these messages about transfers, and and I think it's such a negative thing, and people think the transfer portal is, is a massive problem. And like I said, I, I'm not saying that every transfer is a good or bad thing, but I think it's just fair to, to say, be careful with who you judge in these situations because you never know what the real situation is. You never know if there was a coaching staff behind the scenes that was maybe recommending this guy move on, that, that maybe he wasn't going to have a scholarship coming back because I certainly have been told by several people over the course of my career that, that they or, or teammates of theirs were told, hey, your time's up. It's probably best for you to move on. And look, that saves the kid the embarrassment of, of the university having to, 
to, you know, make that public knowledge. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, making a, a decision for, for your future over the next five years for an 18 year old kid to hold them accountable for that decision, I think is crazy because if, if something better comes along, if a better opportunity comes along, none of us in our daily lives, uh, are, are necessarily just forced to stay in the position we're in when things change. Um, you know, if you, if you work somewhere and you know, your boss gets transferred and they bring in a new guy that treats you like crap every day. And, you know, there's another company that does the same thing that says, Hey, we want you to come here. You're, you're not staying in that position. So I know it's apples and oranges and I don't like necessarily comparing normal life to athletes lives because there are so many just more, I think parts of an athlete's situation that don't apply to real life. But I think in this circumstance, when you're judging somebody on the decision they're making for what's best for them, um, it, it's it's somewhat applicable to to make that comparison. So again, just something to think about as far as the transfer thing goes. And it, it's been something that's been brought up to me several times over the last few weeks. And then, like I said, Kyle reached out about my thoughts on transferring versus waiting your turn. And, uh, you know, if your dream is is to be the quarterback at Oklahoma – and that's, that's like number one on your list, then yeah, you know, be patient, wait your turn, um, you know, try to get better, do everything you can. But, um, you know, at, at the quarterback position, especially, Oklahoma is going to have their pick of, of almost every year of whatever quarterback they want because of Lincoln Riley's success. So, you know, the guys that ultimately decide to go to Oklahoma and compete for that job, I, I, I give them a lot of credit for saying, hey, I'm going to go there knowing that they're getting the very best out there. I'm going to go there and compete for that job. But again, I don't think we should, we should say just because you didn't get it, you need to just sit and wait and not play football for the next three seasons potentially when obviously you were probably good enough to start at 95% of other colleges out there. So... Yeah, it's it's just an interesting conversation to have, and I think sometimes all of us are blinded a little bit by you know the the actual circumstance that surrounds some of these transfers. So there you go. That's my thoughts on the transfer thing. If you want to jump in, by the way, like I said, feel free to comment, and I you know I'd love to have a back and forth with you on this topic because I do think it's really interesting, and I do think there are guys that take advantage of the system as well. So um, again, my only point was let's not let's not just uh, throw an umbrella over this whole thing and judge everybody the same way because circumstances are different for everyone. And there's no question that both, um, you know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State over the last several years have benefited from guys saying, hey, I, lo- I don't like my current situation. I think my situation there could be better. And, and you know, it's happened for both schools. So uh, always something to think about as far as uh, the whole transfer portal conversation. All right, uh, from Jeff, who do you like this weekend as far as uh, the NFL games? I told you earlier, I I think there's something interesting, at least with all four of these matchups. And I'll start with my least favorite game of the weekend, and that would be the Rams-Packers matchup. Um, You know, part of this, I think, is because we just don't know the complete status of Aaron uh, Donald or um, how effective he's going to be. He's going to play. I said status like he's not, like he's questionable to play. The report is he's going to play. We just don't know, like, is he 100%? Is he 80%? Is he 70%? So, um, you know, Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the NFL, chasing down Aaron Rodgers, most likely this year's MVP. That's one storyline that I think is is fantastic. 
The other matchup in that game that I'm really excited about is Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey. I think you can make the argument that Devontae Adams was the best receiver in the NFL this year. Jalen Ramsey has the argument as the best corner in the NFL this year. In fact, I saw this morning on PFF that Jalen Ramsey's only given up more than 50 yards receiving one time this entire season, and it was week number one of the season. So uh, Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams, I think is really intriguing. And and look, I'm, I'm just curious to see how much they ultimately match up. Does, does Ramsey follow him no matter where he goes? Um, that to me is an interesting matchup in this game, but ultimately, oh yeah, we have the, the battle of the Cal Bear quarterbacks as well, right? Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers, both Cal Bear quarterbacks going head to head in this game. But ultimately I like the Packers, um, again, Aaron Rodgers is just playing at such a high level. The only way I could imagine the Rams winning this game is if Aaron Donald just completely dominates the line of scrimmage and with the unknown element of of, of uh, what he's going to be able to bring, this for me is is Packers all the way. The other NFC game, uh, you have the you know the future Hall of Fame quarterbacks going head to head. 41 years old, uh, 41-year-old Drew Brees, 43-year-old Tom Brady. Um, I, I like the Saints in this game, and I liked the Saints preseason as the team to win the NFC. I just thought they were the most complete team in the NFC. Certainly, I didn't uh, I didn't anticipate that Drew Brees was going to have the decline this season that we witnessed. Uh, that's not to say he's terrible or anything. I just don't think he's he's one of the elite guys in the NFL at that position anymore. But look, it's still an offense that has dangerous weapons, and when Drew Brees is on. Uh, they're they're capable of scoring on anybody, and you know I like their defense as well. Uh, you know, for that matter, I, I would say both of these teams have a lot of big time playmakers on both sides of the football, which make this this matchup really interesting. I just think the Saints are more complete than than maybe anybody else in the NFC. That said, I think the gap between where Aaron Rodgers is right now and where Drew Brees is right now is so significant that you know at this point I would have a hard time picking the Saints to beat the Packers, uh, but. Yeah, I, I, I like both NFC matchups. I think there's something to be interested in with both of those matchups. In the AFC, you know, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes obviously going head-to-head after the the crazy shootout in Lubbock several years ago that's been talked about basically all week. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to see that? I mean, that, that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, and, and, you know, my favorite game of the weekend is the other AFC matchup. Last weekend, going into Super Wildcard Weekend, my favorite matchup was Ravens-Titans followed by Bills-Colts. I thought both of those games were going to be really good matchups, and that's what we got over the weekend. And now we got the two winners of these teams matching up, and I think it's going to be another terrific game. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, um, you know, I think both of these teams have a lot of talent in a lot of places. So, yeah, it's really good games. The only the only road team that I'm taking over the weekend is the Ravens. I like the Ravens over the Bills, but everybody else... You know, I have the Saints, I have the Packers, and I have the Chiefs winning their matchups. And look, as far as the, uh, you know, the narrative with the NFC and the AFC, in the NFC you have four quarterbacks, the, you know, the future of the league, four quarterbacks 25 years old or younger. And then in the AFC, you know, you've got the the old guys with Rodgers being 37 and obviously Breeze and Brady both over 40. So that that's kind of a, an interesting narrative as well for just the overall playoffs. But yeah, I'm, I, I think all four of these games give us something to be excited about and, and give us a, a reason to pay attention this weekend, even if you don't think maybe the game will be close. What else do we got this weekend? I said UFC, obviously massive 2020. 
uh, for Dana White and company, as everybody else was shut down, they marched forward. They gave spectacular cards every single week uh, in the absence of live sports. And, you know, it paid off for them in a big way with their uh, ABC deal broadcasting on ABC this Saturday. I, I, I can't express enough how big that is for just the sport MMA and then the UFC as well. So uh, that'll be really cool to see. And, I'm you know, I'm also just kind of curious to see how much the uh, the overall broadcast changes as it's on network television and how much they they potentially you know change the way they present this thing to the public because i think when you talk about being on abc you're also talking about potentially a lot of new eyes watching you a lot of people maybe watching it for the first time or maybe fringe fans really getting into it for the first time. So that part of it, I think, is interesting as well. But, yeah, excited about a big weekend of sports. Bummer that Bedlam basketball has been postponed, but we still have big-time NFL matchups. And, uh, yeah, the UFC on Saturday. All right, we have Carter Daniels with us, the uh, four-year-old NFL playoff-picking extraordinaire, as he has decided he wants to join the podcast today and make his NFL selections as he does – occasionally over the course of the history of this uh, this podcast. So uh, more than anything, I think he just likes to sit next to me in the podcast room and uh, look at himself on the screen. So Carter, what's going on today? Um, football. <laughs> football. Are you ready for football? Yes. Yeah. Um, do we need to get you a Dallas Cowboy helmet? Yes. You think so? Yep, and order it. And order it? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. He's been, every day he's been asking for a Dallas Cowboy helmet to wear around the house. So uh, he wants to, we found one on Amazon. So he's uh, he's ready to get that thing in the mail. Uh, all right, you ready to make some picks this weekend? Yes. All right, you want to start with the NFC or the AFC? What do you think? AFC. AFC? Okay, so we have the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think wins? Who do you got? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I know they're our favorite team, but they sadly were not good enough to make the playoffs. And they're not in this matchup. So we have the Chiefs or the Browns. Who do you think? Uh, maybe. Browns. You like the Browns to beat the Chiefs? Yes. Really? Pulling off the upset over the defending Super Bowl champions. That's what you think. Yay. Okay, fair enough. All right, the other AFC game, Browns-Chiefs right there. Divisional round, that is the uh, Sunday matchup. On Saturday, the AFC game is who? Who's that? What team is that? Ravens. Ravens and which one's that? Buccaneers. That's not the Buccaneers. Right there. That one. Not that one. This one. What team is that? Buccaneers. No, we're not talking about that one. We're talking about this one. <laughs> what team is that one right there? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. There you go. So we have the Ravens versus the Buffalo Bills, which is the uh, Saturday game. So what do you think there? Um, Ravens or Bills? Ravens. Ravens. All right, so we have Browns over Chiefs, Ravens over Bills in the NFC. 
Saturday's game is the LA Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, by the way, how about uh, how about Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers, both uh, Cal quarterbacks? Who do you like, Rams or Green Bay Packers? Rams. Rams? Yes. <laughs> You're going heavy upset here, man. Heavy upset on these picks. Uh, other than the Ravens, obviously, which is going to be a good game, I think. All right, and our last game of the weekend, Sunday night, the battle of the old quarterbacks. We have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. So who wins this one? Maybe the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Wow. So you have Browns, Ravens, Rams, and Buccaneers getting it done. Maybe. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well. Let's go to the Chiefs and Browns. You, oh, you want to look at the Chiefs and Browns game? There we go. Do you want to change your pick, or are you happy with it? I'm happy. You're happy with the Browns pick? You think the Browns are going to do the impossible? Yeah. Yeah? Why do you think the Browns are going to win? Because they're going to be playing football crazy. They're going to be playing football crazy? Yes. Do you think they're too fast? No. No? Are they too tough? Yes. Yes, you think so? Yeah. All right, man. I don't think you're going to do very well this weekend, if I'm being honest with you. What do you think? You think you're going to do well? You're pretty confident in your picks? Yeah? So I've got Chiefs over Browns. I've got also Ravens over Bills, so I'm with you there. But I have Packers winning their game over the Rams. And then I have uh, Saints over Buccaneers. So we only agree on one of the four games. You think you're going to beat me in the picks? Yeah. I don't think so, man. Should Should we place a bet? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah? How about if I win, then I get all of your PJ Mask toys? No. No, you don't want to put that on the line? About me. How about if I win, I get your, uh, I get to play your Hot Wheel game on your tablet? No. No? Why not? Because it's mine. Okay, fair enough. Well, what do you want if you win? Do we order your Dallas Cowboy football helmet if you win the, the pick'em? Yes. Yeah? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man, you ready for the weekend? Yes. Yeah? All right. Is that is that all you have? Don't really have much more to say? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do anything fun this weekend? Maybe yes. Maybe yes? Okay. Awesome. All right. Who's your favorite player? Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Maybe Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. That's a team, though. Do you have a favorite player? Chiefs. Chiefs? That's not a player. Who's a player? I don't know. Oh, no. no. What did you do? Um, Jap. That's all right. I heard. That's all right. Are you ready for basketball season? Maybe yes. Maybe yes. 
I like how everything is maybe yes or maybe no. Okay. You've gotten ridiculous, my friend. <laughs> you. You do it. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. That is it for this episode of the Colby Daniels Podcast presented by Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. Check out their line of natural medicine products, including Kratom, CBD, and the new Delta 8 capsules. When you order online at abotanicalcompany.com, use the discount code ColbyShow, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W, discount code ColbyShow to save 15% off your online order. It's really easy, uh, safe pickup, so check it out. Again, discount code ColbyShow for 15% off your online order at abotanicalcompany.com. Everybody have a great weekend, stay safe, and I will talk to you Monday. Okay. <laughs>